0: Welcome to Shading the Culture. I am Sophia. I'm Joe. And I'm Nerylene. And y'all, we have a special guest today. He is probably perhaps the most shadiest male I know. He is Shady Boots. (laughs) And it must run in the family because he is Josephine's brother. None other than Joffrey Shady Boots Igvisaba. Girl, you did not pronounce it correctly. I just Listen, know that. I pronounced it. However, it is I pronounced it. Welcome, Jeff. Uh,
1: hey, yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm, um, I, I'm offended by my introduction though because oh! I, I don't feel like. I don't feel like I am the shadiest person I just keep it real and sometimes uh, people are offended by that
0: Jeff I mean like I feel like, like I always say words. it's not
2: shade if it's the truth Ooh,
1: no. exactly.
0: listen okay <laughs> so. well the queen has spoken the queen herself has dubbed it not shade so um,
3: you know yeah. and now everyone understands why we're called shading the culture because listen. we have some shady people in here <laughs> minus me Ah. Um, Okay, um, words have
1: made bro, me. Bro, your math me. is so off. You should just <laughs> take it to the second power. I don't even know. Minus me, plus you, <laughs> minus all of us. I don't know what kind of math you're doing over there.
0: <laughs> Lord. <laughs> this year is about to be lit. It's about to be lit. Listen, let's get right into it. Let's get right into it, y'all. Okay.
3: okay. So, um, in honor of Black History Month, um, we decided to highlight um a great person from each of our respective countries and of course I have the greatest country in the world nice. guess what y'all? Nigeria woo! hold on hold yes. on, hold on.
4: Hold yes. hold
0: on. <laughs> did you just say you have the greatest country in the world? Weren't y'all just banned on the US travel list? like didn't Trump just ban y'all from? So,
1: yeah, yeah, he has I- other things to focus <laughs> on alright Sophia, he has other things to focus on, right? Now. He's just trying so to keep banned. his mind at ease. Okay, <laughs> your jello was bad a long time ago, so we're not talking about that. Uh, right now. Listen, oh, well, really,
0: oh my God, Jeffrey, weren't you still trying to get some jello from me? I feel like I just saw a comment on Facebook about you still waiting on that jello. You know no. what?
1: You know what, Sophia? The funny thing about it is my stomach is okay right now. All right, oh. <laughs> my stomach is okay. Listen, that's all but, I'm saying. I mean,
0: that does not change the fact that y'all still canceled.
3: No. Um. Um. Okay. <laughs> okay. So it's first okay. thing I would like to say, Sophia, are you really mm-hmm. using Trump to make a point? You're really um, using Trump to make a point. No,
0: I'm not using. Okay. Trump to make a okay. Point. I'm just saying y'all are banned. Y'all are canceled. So, he clearly
3: is confused. I don't know. <laughs> it, I, don't know. I mean, like,
0: if you're gonna say you're the greatest country, maybe don't be on a banned list. We're not trying I to come know. here. <laughs>
1: i'm just saying that band party list is gonna be real lit uh <laughs> that list is gonna be real lit though i'm just saying we got canada. Nigeria, we got iran we got other places you listen, know it's gonna be lit
0: canada also has y'all on their list of like places not to visit it's
1: because a lot
0: oh wow <laughs> not a lie. Not a lie. i mean lie. it's true every month nigeria is on that list of dangerous listen places i have it listen I am Nigerian, and I've never had a problem going anywhere, so thank you very much. Um, You can go ahead. Would other Nigerians call you Nigerian is the question. You know something? I am going to go ahead and highlight (laughs) my person of choice in honor of Black History
3: Month. Her name is none other than Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. Yes, that is a
0: good Nigerian.
3: Okay, she was born in Nigeria <laughs> in 1977. She's the author of multiple books. Um, she's a great speaker. She has received numerous awards and distinctions, including the Orange Broadband Prize for Fiction and a MacArthur Foundation Fellowship. Um, so just some things. I really, really love her book. She's written a book called Americana, Purple Hibiscus, Half of a Yellow Sun, The Thing Around Your Neck. Um, the most recent one that she wrote that I think, um, it's a very short read, but just really, really beautiful. Um, it's called Dear Ije Awele, or a Feminist Manifesto and 15 Suggestions. And in the book, it, she just has 15 suggestions for how to raise your daughter to be feminist. And it's a letter that's written to her niece and it's really, really beautiful, um, she represents Nigeria very well. If you follow her on Instagram, she has this thing called hashtag wear Nigerian, where she tries to represent and show like all the different beautiful um, artistry that people might not be as aware of in Nigeria. She's a phenomenal speaker. She's done like two TED Talks. One is called Why We Should All Be Feminist. You should listen to that one. But also um, the, my favorite one is called the danger of a single story where she kind of talks about how if you have one isolated view on one thing, it's so easy to use that to spread it and make a generalization to everyone when that's not the case. Mm -hmm. And all of us who are not from America know, um, the danger of a single story, with the foolishness that people asked us when we first got to this country, such as, "Were you riding on, on lions or swinging on a vine to school?"
0: So
4: yes, right. yes,
1: I was. to all those questions is yes. yes you're I a was. part
0: of the problem, Jeff. You're a part
1: of the problem. Hey, I'm just saying you just got to educate them when you can, you know. Like you just got to just you just got to educate them. Yes, Jeff, I was Jeff, because you in reality. Really? Really?
3: Like you can't you can't <laughs> educate them with misinformation, sir. Like Correct. That that that's 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 not how that goes. Um but okay, anyway. <laughs> whatever. Anyway, so this is Shimamanda and So happy Black History Month, oh, y'all. Awesome. So, yes. Um, So to move on to our shaking my head segment, I just wanted us to kind of have a little conversation regarding um, the whole beef between Terry Crews and Gabrielle Union. So I'm going to read the statement and I kind of want everyone to kind of say what they're thinking um, about it. So this is the original statement that he made. He said, I can't speak for sexism because I'm not a woman but I can't speak on any racism comments. That was never my experience. In fact, it was the most diverse place I have ever been in my 20 years of entertainment.
0: Mm. Okay, and to give a little background, this is in reference to... Gabrielle Union being fired from America's Got Talent. Yes. Um, and there's been all this drama surrounding right. it um, having to do with some racial things. Um, so Terry Crews won on the show and they, he was asked about it um, since he was the host of America's Got Talent. And he, too, spoke about that. And that was the statement Josephine just read. Yes. Um, thoughts. Thoughts.
2: Um, well, um, I think that in this case with Terry Crews, I think he was just speaking to his own experience, but I think that you have Mm. to be careful with when, to be careful not to, uh, what is it called, use your experience as a way, and I don't think he was necessarily doing that, but that's how people saw it, and Gabrielle Union saw it and as a way to invalidate the experience that she had and she testified to mm-hmm. um working for them. So I think he I think he should have um if he's going to share his experience, he should also say um validate her experience and say, you know, her experience may have been different, this, is and that, but I wasn't aware. You know what I mean? I think he should have uh included that caveat to his testimony personally. Um I
0: mean like I get where everybody's coming from, trying to like come for him saying he invalidated her feelings and her experience. But just because he didn't like outright say, and her experience is valid, I don't think that meant that he was, you know, by omission invalidating her experience. I think he was very specific in his yeah. language, right? He said, that was not my experience, right? And so implicitly in that statement is him mm-hmm. saying, Though it wasn't my experience, you know, she had a different experience. I think sometimes as, you know, as us, we tend to come for people's edges real quick when mm-hmm. certain things are omitted. But that certainly is not the vibe I got from his statement. What I got was, listen, it was a great place to work. I didn't experience that. Um also, he said something about like his wife told him not to even mention <laughs> to go and make yeah. comments about it, which I think is so cute that like, you know, he mm-hmm. is married to a black woman. So obviously the, the troubles and um, issues that we suffer as black women, he's, you know, he's cognizant of those things. And mm-hmm. he definitely also went in the statement said I can't speak to this particular part of it. So again, he's acknowledging her. I think people are acting like he didn't even acknowledge her. He definitely did Mm -hmm. by saying, This is not my you know, I can't speak to this portion Mm -hmm. of it, but this was not my experience. I think
1: but I think I think the main issue there is though, it's like although you, you point out like one thing, the the main like the main speech of it is like misguided because her issue is hey, I have an issue with NBC. Mm -hmm. The reason I was fired is because I feel like as a black woman, you know, I was racially profiled. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's the reason why. um, Yeah, it's a diverse place to work. And a lot of companies could say that, you know, like a lot of companies could say, hey, this is a diverse place to work. Mm -hmm. But the issue is when you go and work for those companies, you realize like, yeah, you know, the people that work behind the scenes, the stage handlers, things like that, they're black people. But when mm-hmm. you go to upper management and mm. things like that, that's when it becomes mm. more white.
4: Yeah. So I feel like, I feel like <laughs> yeah. that's the
1: main issue like- that she had there. It's like, you know, Terry Cruz says, hey, this is a diverse place to work. In my experience, I've seen a lot of Black people. I've seen, you know, I've seen minorities. I've seen, like, mixed races here. But with her, it's like, well, the people that made and upheld the decision for me to be fired weren't mm-hmm. Black those people weren't Black, those people never had an idea that, you know, my my job description as a Black woman, they never took that into acknowledgement, you know, and I feel like what he said kind of refutes everything that she has been saying, everything that, you know, she was kind of saying like, hey, I have an issue mm-hmm. with NBC, um, I was fired as a Black woman because I was racially profiled, and he comes out and says, well, the workplace we have is diverse there's a lot of black people and then you go and kind of like you break down the company itself and you realize like yeah it's diverse you could say out of the 1500 people that work there you could say you know 800 people are black or minorities or mixed race but then you say the decision makers those people that make the decisions for the company are they black are they mm-hmm. mixed or the board handlers like mixed people and then that's when you say yeah you the say no power, that's when yeah. you're like okay that's the issue that's behind it
3: I well, get that. so i right. wanna
1: and also well, like so okay so i think
3: um my favorite yeah. statement that i've been saying all weekend is two things could be true at the same time right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i think like what you're saying is true like mm-hmm. you know perhaps the board is isn't as diverse but you know i think that A lot of the time, yes, the decision making is like a bunch of white people. And because we see that, like when it comes to representation, even in Congress or anything like that, which is why it's such a big deal when, oh, the first black woman to do this or the first person of whatever. But I think that like, if we boil it down to what he was saying, I don't think that his comment directly refutes what she's saying, right? Mm -hmm. Because if we look at it, when it comes down to it, they are two different people, you know, like Terry Crews is a black man and Gabrielle Union is a black woman. So I think one of the comments that she said that people said to her, like um, how Navarone said was a microaggression is that they would constantly comment on the fact that her hair is constantly changing, which for all of us black women who um, participate in the hair difference of hair thing or whatnot, like, I don't know, whatever it is that you do, whether it's like, you know, um, braids, twists, I don't know, wigs, whatever it is, we're all used to those comments of, oh, your hair looks so different. You look like a different person today and whatnot kind of situation. But I think that maybe a Black man might not understand that because that's not something that gets commented. But also like if a Black man is looking at it, he might say like, that's not really a big deal. They're just talking about your hair. Um, And, you know, like, you know, like, what not kind of situation. So I don't think that people Mm -hmm. needed to, like, necessarily come for Terry, Terry Cruz's edges. Like, um, I think maybe he shouldn't have made the comment that he made just because it's a very sensitive time period for him to make that comment. But also everyone coming for him and being like, how dare he he's forever throwing black women under the bus and black men do this and black men do that. I was like, my God, like, if. Maybe someone had just, even um, even um, yeah. Gabrielle Union, she was tweeting mm-hmm. stuff like about him. And I'm like, but obviously you guys, yeah, but my thing is that Do you guys I have a too. direct line of communication. Do you you could have literally texted him or called him and just said like, hey bruh, like let me tell you why this was not a good time for you to make that comment. And I'm pretty sure that Terry Crews would have addressed yeah. it on a public atmosphere saying, hey, I'm not refuting what she said. I'm just saying mm-hmm. for me myself, and I this is what it is. But instead, of course, as usual, everything happens on social media and then before you know it, there's like hashtag cancel Terry Cruz, hashtag like forget all black men because y'all don't ride for black women.
2: But you know what? I think I think everything kinda got fueled because a lot of times you feel there's that atmosphere that exists that men don't black men do not mm. back up black women. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They don't have our back. And so I think some of that was mixed in there, not to say that that was what he was doing, but I think people people reacting to it, it just has those undertones that have are already been there before yeah. the situation. In and
0: one of the things that I'm so. interested in knowing is there have been other Black women on that show who have been judges. Mel B mm-hmm. was a judge on there, and mm-hmm. Brandy Norwood was also a judge mm-hmm. on there. So Mm -hmm. I'd be interested in hearing their perspective on this because you, I mean, like, I'm obviously, I try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt, especially when it comes to issues like this. But I'd also like to be like, okay, well, where's the evidence? Where's the proof? You know, Mm -hmm. trust, but verify is what I'm always, I'm on that, is that I trust, but I need some verification. So I'd be interested in hearing You know their experiences and i'm wondering why they've been silent on this because melby was on there for a hot minute Mm -hmm. she was a judge on there for quite a couple seasons so i i'd definitely be interested in like gauging her response to this Um, And I also think it's kind of telling when people don't, like, speak out necessarily, like, immediately about things like this. Mm -hmm. Maybe she's, like, trying to craft the perfect statement or maybe she just doesn't want to get involved. But I'd definitely be interested in uh, Mm. hearing their opinions Mm -hmm. on this. Yeah. Okay.
2: Well, I did have another uh, story that I wanted us to quickly comment on. So on Friday, uh, two Republican senators, uh, is uh, Lisa Murkowski and Lamar Alexander, decided to vote against hearing witnesses and seeking new evidence. In the um, trial for President Trump, so the final tally was fifty-one to forty-nine, and then on Wednesday they'll be doing the vote. So we're all expecting that things um, are going to uh, end up in a acquittal, right? is anyone listen? When this thing that? started, I
0: said Trump will get impeached, but he will not be removed from office. Why? because no one writes harder than the republicans for each other like the republicans are a ghetto love story for reals (laughs) they like go so hard for each other like ride or die man ride or die okay tis true the republicans i'm telling you that is one thing i do admire about them because wrong or right they are there for each other Okay. I am still going to continue to maintain that
3: the Democratic Party needs to become as effective as the Democratic Party in House of Cards. I'm not talking about murdering and killing people, but please be as effective as they are. Like, can we get a Frank Norwood? Like, can we
2: get someone <laughs> who can, like, make it happen? Make I it mean, happen.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure they exist. honestly
2: Phil, they don't but, care. Like, no, they but we
3: care. but we need that. Care. We need and, a Frank Norwood. Frank, are you out there?
2: I mean, I don't think they care enough. I don't think it's, like, I don't think it's a surprise that they're doing this close to him even being done with his term. Like I just think that it's just like a hey you guys we the- tried you know and you know <laughs> vote for us like I, I'm disappointed yeah. them anyways we should move on into our topic for today. I but mean if anyone the, has thing, the thing else, I, I say, kind of ahead. find
1: like interesting <laughs> with with the whole impeachment thing is from the get go I said even if Trump was to be impeached he is the man that I believe would say, uh, okay, well, nice cool. joke, nice try. I'm coming back. Um, yeah, um, I, I'm glad you guys did this whole thing. But um, mm-hmm. I'm still here. Um, I'm not packing my bags.
4: Um, I don't know whose
1: U-Haul truck is out front, right. but that's not mine. <laughs> because y'all got me all types of messed up. So I, that's just yeah. kind of like I'm the kind of person. And like he would be tweeting from the White House, like, yay, yeah, I got impeached you know like crazy americans mm. all i've done for america like this is crazy i am the best yeah. president and you're just like sitting there like dude we impeached you we got you out yeah. like what are you still yeah. doing here
4: and he's you know kind of like the like, worst ex-girlfriend to... that you could ever have Ooh. <laughs> that... <laughs>
3: that is Ooh, true no shade at all no
1: shade so... at all about you know i'm just texting you out of nowhere in the middle of the night like what <laughs>
0: listen <laughs> <laughs> this This whole thing is a whole mess and a half like i i I wish honestly that the democratic party would not have like rushed to impeach to have the impeachment trial because they did themselves a disservice mm-hmm. had they waited it like, after, like a whole mm-hmm. like after the impeachment vote, then all these things started coming out the left parnas videos and tapes right the um there's like this bipartisan mm-hmm. institution that determines whether something was legal or not they determined that trump's actions were illegal that came out and then there were other things you know other witnesses that came out and it was like oh these people were actually there and were involved um, and so obviously that's why they wanted to have um, a vote to ask for witnesses new witnesses to be added. But at that point, you know that you're taking this to a Republican-controlled Senate, so you're not going to get it. Had you waited a little bit, been patient, and actually, like, you know, done this process more thoughtfully, we might be in a situation where more people would be leaning towards removing the president. But at this point, the case they presented, the Republicans, is exactly what they're going to try try the Senate trial on. And to be honest, as much as I'm hoping that, you know, some of them will grow some balls and conscience to actually, like, vote to remove him, I know mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. Because, like I said, ghetto love story. They are so ride or die. Well,
3: well as much as I love um, talking about Trump and um
0: that's your boy
3: in the same sentence. Um, <laughs> I'm going to ignore that comment, Sophia, because of your rudity. Um <clears throat> anyways, I think this is like a perfect time for us to go ahead and move into our oh, yeah discussion. Yes.
0: Let's get into it. The reason why we have Jeff here is so we can have a male perspective on part 2 of our diaspora series. Today we're going to be talking about dating in the culture. Ooh. Ooh,
1: hoo, 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 hoo. I know that's a hot topic. We are so ready? <laughs> we ready? We <We're>
0: right. ready? <laughs> Listen, we don't shy away from anything here. We ready? Um, so, uh, to start with, I just kind of want to um, talk about what does dating look like in the Black community.
1: Mm. um i think personally for mm. me um dating in the in black culture has become more of a thing of pride now and it's become like for me mm. it's become a beautiful thing it's Ooh, become like, okay. more of a beautiful thing Hashtag now you black see, love. exactly like <laughs> that's become a thing like it's become more of like a proud thing right. like um All over social media, you see couples like Dwayne Wade, Gabrielle Union, LeBron James, and his wife. You know, mm, they posted up. LeBron
0: James, and yes.
1: LeBron James, yeah, like things like yes. that. You see them you know, all over social media. How is it that, um,
0: you, somehow is it that um, you somehow snuck LeBron into this
1: conversation?
3: Oh my God, don't start uh, it, Sophia. Don't start okay, it. Don't um, start it. Don't start it. A, that's a
1: different discussion. He did that's going to be like episode he 12. Did. And I'll roast you on that one. So we'll talk about that later. <laughs> But back to like what I was saying, like I feel like it's become like more of a thing of pride. I, I felt like um earlier on when I moved, it wasn't more like it wasn't a thing of like pride, like all of those kind of relationships were kind of like hidden, you know? Um and I think it's because like through social media it's become like, hey, you know, we're no longer gonna be the people that hide in hide in the shadows we are proud to be black we are proud to you know to have those things Mm -hmm. um to not only like have the lives that we have but to like date within our culture um and experience those loves I feel like that's that's become like that black excellence that's like become a staple Mm -hmm. um, for us yeah so not only to be like proud mm-hmm. as like an individual but to be like proud as a couple like you like i have like Ooh. like certain instagram pages where they like you see them posted up like there's a couple and then you see their kids um that you know they're continuing their generational love like hey these are my kids as well like they're going to be um continuing that lineage and things like that so i mean i i love it
2: mm. I, yeah. so i love it i love it that's a really interesting take because i see it that way too i see it as also like um now we're seeing more because the images that you see before before the black family was like broken father was there now we're seeing more families that are like mm. together where mom and dad and then the kids like Kind of, per se, like the Cosby's. Mm. Yeah. We're seeing more of the Cosby's out there. And I think people are being more intentional now with and understand also the importance of, like, understanding and sharing culture. Not to say that you shouldn't date outside of your race, but understanding that you do need to have an appreciation for your culture and understanding it and sharing it when you are in relation or in relationship with someone mm, or building a yes. family with someone. I
0: think representation matters, right? So now we're seeing those images that are promoting mm-hmm. like a whole black family, the healthy mm-hmm. black family, whether it's like a a mom and a dad and the kids or just a mom with her kids or just a dad with, you know, his kids or two dads and their kids or two moms and their kids, you know what I mean? Like, We're, we're in a space where we're comfortable with sharing our stories as, as black families.
1: Yeah, I think, um,
0: so go ahead, Jeff.
1: Yeah, I think for like, just going off of that, I feel like for the longest time, even like while I was in high school, it, it was like a thing that was always discussed, like, hey, you know, the, the dad wasn't around. Or, you know, like, hey, the mom was raising the kids and like the like the black family was a broken family. Mm-hmm. Like the the black family was not a strong family. The white family was always strong, or like, you know, they the mom was at home with the kids and the dad, you know, worked his nine to five, came back home and played with the kids and like yeah. the back black family never had that. But like now that we're in like, you know, this generation, it's like no, the black family also has that healthy Um, family they have Mm. the dad that's around you know it's not that like he's disappeared the dad is still around Mm -hmm. Um, the mom is there and they're working together to build a healthy family
0: yeah hopefully we're breaking that cycle that stereotype of the black family
3: um so i was gonna say i don't necessarily believe that black love is something new Right. Because when I think about like if you think about all the shows that we watch when we we're younger and when I say shows that we watch when we we're younger, I'm referring to shows that were out even before we were born. Right. Like if you look at the um, like Good Times, you know, or the Cosby show or, you know, like a different world or so there was representation then. And then I believe that at some time, like maybe in the last decade, like it wasn't like that right because mm-hmm. um because one thing mm-hmm. that I want to point out too though is um because it's I feel like there's been a, there was a shift between one generation and the other mm-hmm. right because I was I was thinking about it one day and I was looking and I was thinking okay so if we look at like Beyonce and Jay-Z or Gabriel Union and um what's the Dwayne Wade and then like LeBron and his wife and Um, like there are some celebrity couples that like Will Smith and Jada like there are certainly like certain couples that were in that group that era Mm -hmm. it was like black love right Mm -hmm. and then like when you transition down a little bit more into like the newer decade it's not as profound as it was like before right it's not as represented as it was before because then like when we get into like the younger well not younger but like maybe people who've gotten married in the last 10 years there's not as much black love I feel like it there's a little bit more interracial mixing um going on Mm -hmm. and so I guess like Mm -hmm. I'm curious as to like what caused that shift
0: oh yeah I mean I think really what really affected the culture of you know bringing back b- black love is this new well I'm, I don't know if it's new certainly it's like a return of accepting blackness and you know this shift of we're here and we're proud and we ain't go nowhere you know what I mean because it's also transitioned different things like now there's like hashtag you know uh, black girl magic hashtag black Black Lives Matter. you know what i mean there's There's more than one movement going right now that is empowering blackness, and so I think that's maybe where this return of hashtag black Love is now.
2: Well I believe that, but I feel like for me, I think about it in like a whole mm-hmm. historical context, right so if you think about the history like of this well let's talk about the history of this country mm. specifically and how things were back in the day it was illegal to be um dating like for a black man to date a white woman a black woman to date a white man those things were illegal in many states and so obviously i, I i'm not saying that you can't you can fall in love mm. with anyone but it was definitely restricted at a point in time, at a certain point in time. And then there, I think the resurgence of, uh, because we after, I think we forgot a little bit, you know, the 60s happened, we lost Martin Luther King. And then um, we got into this stage where it's like, like we kind of trying to forget the past, you know what I mean? And the rules have changed. And so we can be together. And so I think, that is what allowed, like, um, you see more Mm interracial couples coming through, but I think also now that you're, um, thinking about these times, the exposure of, like, Trayvon Martin and understanding, like, oh, wow, this thing is still here, you know what I mean, and the Black Lives Matter movement, and so now we have people who are just really, 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 um, proud and understand like oh it's not over yet there are microaggressions there are a lot of things nuances that exist in this conversation and so now you're seeing more people are like okay more intentional about dating their dating you know within their cultures and stuff like that because I remember like before when I was in college my experience with dating is I was either going to be the Black man who just was never interested in, in, in dating a Black girl or a dude that was like intentional mm. about dating uh, yeah. a Black girl you know so I I think there's a lot of his, history behind like the different waves that we've seen as far as when it comes to dating so uh, um, do y'all
0: think that there's yeah. like a <clears throat> a difference between like dating in the Black community versus dating in, like, the African community? Because... African or African-American
1: community? Well, I believe she means African.
0: Yeah, like, African African. as in, like... Or, like, even, you know, Navarlin being from Haiti, I consider that, like, as part of the motherland. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, is there a difference between, you know, what... Like Black Americans uh, view, and I, you know what I mean. Do y'all get my question?
1: Yeah, no, that def- wasn't very no, articulate. But <laughs> no, I definitely get it. Like I feel like okay, so growing up, um, like I'm the oldest male in the in my household, and my mom for the longest time, just think so could attest to this. My mom would always be like, "Joffrey, I have an African girl for you," and I'll be like, <laughs> uh, what, "What are you? What are you talking about? Like who is this person? Like what?" And she's like, she's a beautiful girl in Nigeria. You know, you guys would have some beautiful kids and all of this stuff. And, like, I mean, I feel like every African, you know, child goes through that. Um, It's ingrained in you. But I feel like just because of the history that is here in America, it's a different thing. It's, It's not as, like, profoundly, like, attested or, like, you know, profoundly, like, hey, you know, um where the parent has like that, that push, like, hey, you need to date this um, Black girl. You need to date this girl. It's more like, hey, you just need to date. You need to, you know, find someone um, kind of thing. There's no push to, like, hey, date, like, and date this Nigerian or date this person or date this Black girl, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's more of, like, you know, push comes to self. We just need you to get married or or do something. Um, with your life, so
3: <laughs> are you speaking from experience?
1: Um, I'm speaking a lot at from this experience.
2: point, at, at this just get, yeah, care, just okay. Boy, okay. get um, married, like, Marry something,
1: to, to, yeah, like marry something. The tree <laughs> the tree next door looks looks kind of nice, so I mean, you suffer in your life.
4: So, but I feel um, like
1: the history that, that is here in America kind of like attests to that. It's like, the, just like Naveline was saying, it's like the long history that has been in America where push comes to shove, you know, black people were pushed, um, even the love that they had, like even black people in general, like, you know, wealth wise, money wise, um, just long standing culture was all white, like anything that the white man saw the black man was beginning to develop was wiped away. If a man, if a black man had some kind of wealth or a black woman had some kind of like wealth or a, had accrued something, the white man said, no, you can no longer have that. So I feel like now it, we're in that generation where we're like standing tall and saying, no, we're going to have those things. Mm-hmm. You guys have had all of these things. We, you see like people, black people posting their businesses, the um, posting like your love, posting the clothes, all of this, the fashion. And I feel like they're, we're becoming more proud as people um, no longer like I feel like coward and behind like okay well no we are the majority sorry mm-hmm. not sorry
3: Um, so mm-hmm. I will say um, mm. I you know don't have a lot of dating experience. have you also
0: been given an uh, Algerian to date
3: <laughs> wow
0: <laughs> uh, yes no, she has she <laughs>
4: okay but
3: what I was gonna say is um because I think um Sophia the what you said was like is there a difference between dating in the African community uh-huh. and for me um and my mom of course every story leads back to her my um so living here in America I think I was definitely very influenced by American culture and part of that is being very outspoken which as an African woman, that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? Because African women tend to be outspoken. However, what I see is that when it comes to relationships, that is not how it goes, right? That's not Mm. how it plays out. Mm. So you can be outspoken in every other venue, but, um, every other um venue in your life but when it comes to relationships that's not how we're raised to be right cuz my mom has actually told me that um mm-hmm. you have to make the man think um think that he's in control right so like just um so i and for me i feel like that's the difference between dating in the african community versus dating outside the african community because in dating americans there was never well I mean, there's also like nuances between dating Hmm. white versus black and Hispanic. And so like, but we'll say like, we're just talking like on a broad spectrum, what it Mm -hmm. is. I feel like the character traits that I have that make me proud of who I am and the ones that make me, um, believe even, um, proud to be Nigerian, right? Like a Nigerian woman is outspoken, play better Mm -hmm. in a dating field that is not African.
4: Mm -hmm
0: now really i have a question for you because i feel like you probably i'm about to put you on the spot i feel like yes. you have probably the most okay. interesting situation because you are haitian and your husband is from ghana um where there are right. some differences in like your perception of dating as a haitian woman and his perception of dating as an african man
2: Hmm. What do you mean? I, I, I mean, you, so, uh, yeah, me? I mean, I'll <laughs> I make sure I talk answer. about myself
0: in that my my husband and I, um, we're both from Ghana, but he is from my dad's tribe, um, and I don't speak that language, right, so for me, um, and Funny yeah. story, I had always said I'd never marry someone from my dad's mm-hmm. tribe, specifically because of <laughs> some of the stereotypes about that particular tribe. And like, also, I didn't speak the language, so I didn't feel like I could connect right. with that. Um, right. And there's just some things that that particular tribe is very um, intense about versus I grew up with my mom's side of the family. So some of the things that I do are completely weird to my husband. And some of the things that are important to him, I'm like, mm. I don't care. You know what I mean? So, so like, <laughs> right. did y'all have, like, oh, some of those, okay. like, nuances because of your different um, backgrounds?
2: Because
0: even from the same country, we had some differences. Yeah, we
2: definitely did. Yeah, we definitely had differences. Like, you know, our food. You know, there are a lot of differences that existed, but I did see that there were a lot of similarities as far as, like, our experience Mm -hmm. as Black people in this country. You know, that was a shared experience. And me him coming to me and understanding where he's coming from when he feels like he's been stereotyped, and me coming to him with my experiences in the world as a Black woman and having him being able to understand that and support that you know, and um, validate that was really, really important to me. And um, uh, I can see the like, we have differences as far as um, like not being, me not being able to speak his language Mm -hmm. and him not being able to speak my language, but I mean, in In such situ and like in those instances, it's like oh well, we just Mm -hmm. make an effort to try and understand, and like try to share that with each other and share that with our our respective Uh families, his side and my side. So when he comes to see my family, he can kind of understand what's going on, the conversation. And then when I go see his family, I can kind of you know catch a few words, and understand um. You know, be a part of the conversation you know um, he's like my bridge into his family and I'm his bridge yeah. into my family and my culture you know and, okay. and that's kind of how I see it and then
0: Josephine I'm going to put you on so. the spot because you definitely
2: <laughs> also
0: have a different situation right because you are uh, a Nigerian American mm-hmm. and your boyfriend is straight up southern black <laughs> so, like, what's that like?
3: Is I mean,
4: mm-hmm. um
3: so I think that there's a difference between um the way black Americans approach dating versus Africans mm-hmm. or um, you know, people in general. And Jeff, beca- Jeff, because mm-hmm. we're from the same family, you're going to understand this. So, I think the biggest thing that made it very um stark for me is in American culture it's not a big deal to just take the people that you date home, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, like Americans, when they're dating on the first date, will like take the person home and be like, oh, mom, this is like my date and whatnot. And um, in Nigerian culture, we don't do that there. <laughs> you know, like, oh, it's, that's so
4: right.
3: <laughs> yeah, so I remember um, the <laughs> first time, because like I didn't take Rob home until maybe a year and a half into us dating
4: mm-hmm.
3: right and um and i don't even think like i really talked to my mom about him because like my mom it's to her if they're not coming home they're not relevant because i'll tell her oh this person's name is um is um jake and my mom will the next conversation will be oh how's Ryan? <laughs> and i'll say mommy mommy jake and she'll so be like oh same difference <laughs> yes but anyway so, so um <laughs> so i so i remember like you know when i was taking rob home for the first time saying to him like listen i think we need to have a conversation because i was telling him i was like listen i was like i just want you to realize that like if i'm taking you home it means something yeah right and when when i say it means something it means that like we're serious and we're talking about making this, like, official official, mm-hmm. and he was, like, he was, like, I mean, we were serious, obviously, like, a year and a half in, but he was, like, wait, he's, like, what do you mean, and which, where, whereas here, you know, like, because we're in Jacksonville, I would met his parents, like, I think, like, I went over for, like, I don't know which one comes up in May, like, if it's Labor Day or Veterans Day, I'm not sure, Memorial like, Day. Days- Okay. Yeah. That one. Yeah. So, you know, he took, yeah, he took me, um, to go meet and this was like maybe, um, three months after we'd been dating or yeah, like three months after we'd been dating. And I remember freaking out because I was like, Oh my God, he's taking me home. He's taking me home. And he like, and I remember when he picked me up, I was like, I was like, do I look okay? Like, I was like, I don't want them to think. And he's like, he's like, why, what, why are you making this such a big deal? I was like, it's your parents. And he was like, so? He's like, they're not going to care. And so, like, to me, I feel like that's, like, the biggest, like, difference. Because, like, in Nigerian culture, if you're dating, you're dating to get married. Whereas in American culture, you could just date for fun. And it's just, Mm. it's good enough.
2: Yeah. You know? Mm.
0: I I
4: think. Yeah.
2: That is true. That is true, girl. Because I will say that, because before I came out to Utah um, for college, I was in New York, and the dating experience was like mostly Black Americans. Like it was rich. A lot of it was like, "Oh, we talking?" You know, it was a lot of like, "Oh, we talking?" And when you like talking, you know, when they say we talking, it be like, "Oh, I'm interested" or whatever, I'm not talking to other people because if I find you talking to somebody else, mm-hmm. then it's gonna be a problem, you know. Whereas when I came out, and it also was kind of like we're talking, and then we have to we're talking for a long time before we get to a stage where we're saying. Oh, we're in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like making it official and we'll get in a relationship. It'll be in a relationship for years. Like we just going out, doing this, doing that. And the conversation of marriage don't even like rarely comes up. Maybe it might come up, but like come up and like, oh yeah, we get married, you know, very mm-hmm. casually, you know? Whereas when I came out here and I was dating different, like got like, African guys and, you know, like different types of guys here yeah, that it was, um, it was all, it was a lot of it was like, okay, you know, I'm just getting to know you to see if you type of marry. You know, that, that was mm. part of the conversation there. Jeff, yeah, I kind of want to hear my, like the guy perspective. Yeah.
1: yeah. In my, in my experience, just like the, going yeah. on like that, um, <laughs> like, I, I mean, you've talked about Mom, for like a lot, and I feel like she she is like the embodiment. She's just funny to me, um, because of like Wait, who, Mommy? Yeah, mommy? she's just funny to me. Yeah, because like, I mean, I've I mean, I've dated um, multiple people, like, and they've I've I've literally only taken two girls home to my house to like because it 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 just brings anxiety. I don't know what it is about her, but like. <laughs> But recently, um, I traveled back home with my girlfriend. um, And before, I literally had to prep her. Like, I had to prep her. I sat her down and I was like, hey, not to scare you about my mom or anything like that. And she was like, well, you're scaring me. And I was like, well, be afraid then. Because the reality of it is, like
4: she she
1: is a strong woman like she's a strong (coughs) black woman and like she's the kind of no nonsense kind of person like when we first started dating like I met her parents probably three days we I met her parents as friends I met her parents as we were dating I've had dinner several times Mm -hmm. you know we have good conversations things like that you know and even with that it's not like we are, I've been pressured by them to like, hey, marry our daughter. They've been like, oh, you guys are dating. Oh, that's your boyfriend. This is fun. But my mom, whenever I talk to her, she's like, how's Kenneth? And I'm like, oh, she's good. Um, okay. So like, what are you guys doing? And I'm like, oh, well, we're we're dating. We're you know we're having oh oh what is this joffrey you're not getting any younger and i'm like <laughs> yes this is this is the reality of time that as time passes by yes mom i will get older so i feel like that's that's just that it. it's right. like for me i feel like because she she's outside the black culture Kenan's not black mm-hmm. but she's outside of that culture and i feel like for her there's not the ideal pressure there's no the, there's no like pressure Whereas with the African culture, with the Nigerian culture, there is that pressure to be like, you need to get married. Um, mm-hmm. My mom, mm-hmm. like, she tells me she's always mm-hmm. like, you know, I was this age when I when I had you, and I'm like, well, I am this age, and I still don't have a kid, so that's cool. I'm I, I'm kind of happy with my life right now because those are <laughs> those kids are expensive. Um, but know. you know, like for me, um, where her with her um family there's no pressure there there's no mm. there's no constant pressure um for her family they just they just talk it's just mm. that natural um thing I feel like when it comes to um now dating within the race I feel like there's more of like Madeline said there's more of an understanding there there's more mm. of an understanding mm, where yes,
3: yes the
1: person that you're dating within your culture kind of understands like if they, if you were to come back home and you were like, hey, you know, um, this is what I dealt with at work. Like, I felt like I was prejudiced. Um, I felt like this is how they treated me. Um, I don't know if you've seen that meme that's, like, circulating on social media where, like, Jay-Z is standing behind Beyonce and is like, oh, yeah. when your girl goes up to the counter and, you know, you're, like, standing there. i like, <laughs> but that's kind of, like, the reality of things. It's like, that's the reality of it. It's like,
4: right. if I'm
1: the hothead, like, In our relationship, she's the calm one. She's like, oh, like, no, you can't do that, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wow, okay. Well, that's kind of, like, different because I feel like if I was dating with them, the culture, you know, the woman would be like, yeah, you better go get... Ah, no, I'm not going to stand with that. Like, let's go do that crap. Like, she's, you know, ready to go and ready to attack at the same time. But I feel like there comes that Mm -hmm. understanding where it's like, okay, um well, what else can we do? I'm not saying like, oh, like, calm down. I'm not, and I'm not saying like, oh, the black woman is going to be the hothead or she's like ready to go already. But she has that understanding. She has that understanding. Like, this is what we face as a people. Mm-hmm. This is what we face, you know, constantly generation wise. This is our struggle. Um, mm-hmm. And like, she has also that understanding as a woman. She has that understanding there. So I feel like, outside of the culture, mm. um, there is kind of an understanding, but it's not in the same um, tone as where it would be in the culture. Mm. Um, yeah.
3: So I actually have a story yeah. like about that. So I have a friend who was dating a biracial male and um, we went out um, to like a bar here in Jacksonville or something. And um, so... Like So for everyone who's familiar, like who drinks, I guess, or whatnot, um, when you go to a bar, there's like a last call, which is the last time you can get like alcohol or whatnot, right? So he went outside to go smoke, and he didn't come back out. I mean, he didn't come back inside the bar. And so they did last call, and then the bar um, was like closing. So we went to go outside because we couldn't find him. And he was standing out there. And she was like, oh, um, she was like, why didn't you come back in? And he told her that the police officer outside wouldn't let him back in the bar because he kept on saying that he was drunk, but he just thought the police officer was racist. And so um, this friend of mine looked at him and said to him, she was like, you know that I don't believe all that, right? Um, But here's the thing is, when he said it, I believed him like I didn't need like proof I didn't need evidence I didn't need to like witness it I believed him when he said that the cop who was like stopping him from going into the bar could have been doing it from like a racial like um I guess like perspective um kind of situation and I feel like to me That seems like a conversation that would constantly need to be had if you're dating someone outside of the race, right? Because they have never had that experience, so they don't necessarily know what it would look like or it's so easy for them to be like, well, it could have been any other thing other than that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah yeah and so um Mm -hmm. Jeff that's to say like I hear what you're saying about that um
0: so one final question real quick I just kind of want us to do like a round robin here um did y'all have a preference to date within or outside the culture and you can specify whether you wanted to date an African man a Haitian man uh African woman versus like a black Mm. American or like white Latino Asian whatever um just real quick Before we go.
2: So. Okay. So for me. I think. I did not have a preference. I'll say that. Like. if You (laughs) (laughs) you know. I will say. (laughs) I will say though. That I did have a bias against Haitian men. Because. My mom's experience with Haitian men wasn't good. And my mom was like. Oh you better not marry Haitian men. You know what I mean. But you know. In my lifetime and experience. Dating all Mm -hmm. different kinds of like men i will have to say that Mm. they're they're bad apples in all of them and and what's important for me what was important was to find someone who Mm was who i connected with um and also who understood me who was you know had the attributes that i was looking for in a man Mm -hmm. who's like a genuinely good person you know, genuine to, good person to his family, good person to his friends. Mm-hmm. And so therefore he'd be a good person to me and our and the family that we build. So I didn't have a preface. I was like, as long as I have that, then I will make it work. Although I will say that with white men, I was apprehensive because again, that factor of mm-hmm. him being able to understand my experience and also maybe dealing with prejudices, prejudice or racism having to do with his family and not Mm. wanting to have to deal with that. You know, I did kind of like shied away from dating. Because of that.
1: Um, In my experience, I, 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 I wouldn't say I had a preference. Um, I grew up in Miami. So, I mean, for me, it was more, there were a lot more Latinas. Mm. And now that I live in Utah, it's a lot more white women. Mm-hmm. So I feel like for me, it's always been like location mm-hmm. wise. Um,
0: okay, you're an equal by, opportunist. I yeah, it. you know, I'm
1: always I'm about the equal opportunity. You know, mm-hmm. like whatever mm-hmm. whatever comes <laughs> my way. You know, mm-hmm. I don't I don't shy away from it. But for me, I felt like I always wanted, and I've i realized this like as much as I've always wanted someone that's kind of like similar to my mom with her good characteristics, because obviously my mom has some like things that characteristics that I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can't have that. But (laughs) the overall thing is like my mom and my sister and like the women that are in my life, I've always like said, okay, I want a woman or I wanted to date someone that's like a strong individual. She has, you know, she has a good head on her shoulders. She knows exactly what she wants. And, like, those things that she desires, like, she goes for it. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing that I kind of wanted. It's not, personally for me, like, the looks haven't always been a thing. But it, coupled by, okay, she has a great personality. She has, you know, she's a she's a driven woman. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. I will say, okay, yeah, that's something that I wanted. That's something that I would go for. So, um, I mean, and even dating outside of the culture, I feel like that's given me the opportunity to also see and like learn from their perspective, Mm. like their understanding of things. Yeah. Um, And seeing like from their side, like, oh, this is where the, the misinterpretation, there's some things that like sometimes with the women that I've dated, I've had to like explain and say, well, yeah, this is why we do things like this. And I know for personally for me, like as Nigerians, we're prideful. We're we're a prideful group mm. of people. Um, Sha, and yes. that's okay, wait. Wait, so pause. It was that the Canadian so that was again. speaking because peanut butter soup, let's talk about that later. Ooh. Anyways <laughs> But anyways, you, you know it. like I did. I had to. But with the with the pride that comes with being Nigerian there sometimes where I have to put my foot on the brakes and realize, this is not something that I should be prideful of. This is something that I should, you know, because even in wrongdoings, there are times where I will be prideful in the in the relationship. I will just just because of the nature of, um, where I've come from and the nature and understanding that you know there are pride in things that, um, that I I have learned, um, in being wrong. And it's like okay, from there from their perspective, um, she gives me that understanding like, hey, you can't be prideful of that. You need to understand that that was wrong and let's learn from it. So, I mean, that's from my understanding.
0: Okay.
3: Um, So, although my dating is not representative of it, I've always had a preference and my preference has been um, men of color. Mm Mm-hmm. I will say and just because specifically I think my dating experience I've connected um better to men of color like it's always been more fun and more laid back for me except for one white guy but other than that men of color okay
0: personally um I don't I don't know if I've ever had a, a preference um Mm-hmm. I will say, when I was younger, I was obsessed with the idea of having African children. So I wanted. Did you
3: say African, half African?
0: Correct. They're called
1: African children. Girl, so, I think you made up that word.
3: <laughs> calls them <really>? that. <laughs> <laughs> who calls yeah,
4: them, them that? So I've never heard, heard of that. Okay. So,
0: yeah, who? Who calls them that? <laughs> me, me, myself, and I. I was like obsessed <laughs> with having like half a good children so like I wanted (laughs) to date um a white person when I was younger because I was obsessed with with that idea of having Mm. um not necessarily light-skinned children but like a black child Mm. with like blue eyes or like a black child with like better hair than me because I have hair struggles let's be honest uh, oh. speak. so I, I i just wanted to give my children a <laughs> chance i think was was oh. not, no 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 that Dang. was no, no no i in terms, of hair, what? Listen, in ter- in terms <laughs> of hair listen in terms of hair in terms of hair, more I want shop liver? What's Is right with our hair? hair?
1: No, Yo, listen. let the woman live. Yes, let, let her me head. live.
0: Let me be. I said this was when I was younger. I'm grown now. Okay, grown
1: from her mistakes. I've
0: experienced right. growth. Okay. Thank
4: you.
2: Let me right. make it right. Thank but
0: God. the <laughs> older I got, the more I realized that it was going to be difficult for me to connect with someone who didn't appreciate my culture or didn't appreciate where I was from. I didn't want to have to explain like why I was sending money home or um, why I was making peanut soup, Jeff, or, you know, like why I needed to eat bucko and okro on a certain day or, you know, you know what I mean? I needed someone that would appreciate that. So that I guess turned into a preference for dating at least someone who is African. Um, And I will say I was like, I did have a difficult time thinking that, like, someone who was, like, a Black American would appreciate that culture. And Mm -hmm. so I wanted to date someone from Africa. So that was my preference. But, you guys, thank you. Jeff, thank you for coming and throwing shade at all of us, as usual. Oh, thank you.
2: I feel like we need to have a part two in, on this, by the way, because I need to yeah, take oh. some of these, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> not, not really you got know, notes. I didn't get to do it to you, Jeff. You escaped, you escaped my grasp. Not really got, okay. notes. So I got, go notes got notes. So I'm going to let you know. She got notes for you, Jeff.
1: I
0: got you
4: time, notes. you know. Okay. <laughs> Next time I
1: bring my umbrella, it will be a full shade session.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. We ain't got time for that, y'all. We ain't got time for
1: that,
0: y'all. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Shading the Culture. We're so glad that you keep supporting us. Thank you for listening. Be sure to contact mm-hmm. us with your listener letters. You can reach us. Yes. Yes, I'm waiting we're waiting for You can contact us at <laughs> shadingtheculture at gmail.com. That's shading, D-A, culture at gmail.com. And hit us up on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you so much for joining us. Bye. 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 Bye.